Hello there. This is Calvin, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You've accessed the Do You Know show, and we're bringing you bits of knowledge and information you might not have heard from people you might not know. One thing I must let you know, though, is that the views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this show and others, please log on to KUCI.org. Real excited, y'all. We got a young lady on the show. Um, her name is Dasha, and she's right here. Hey, Dasha. Hey, how's it going? It's going real, real well, real well. You know, I'm really, really excited about having you here because I'm of the mindset that the youth are going to take over the world and the universe in a very few years, <laughs> and it looks like you're on your way. From my understanding, you're, you're, you're 23 years old, right? Yes. 23 years old, and um, you have a, a, a really, really bright future ahead of you. I met you in Best Buy um, uh, about a week ago, I guess, and asked you to come on the show because I was just so excited about your energy. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to you the um, program um, that I put, in the, you know, put on, online uh, so you'll get an idea of what we're going to be talking about. Uh, and it says that the Do You Know show Wednesday, June 11, 2014, 5 p.m. to 5.30 p.m., the language barrier. Listen in as global student Dasha Johnson discusses her ideas to use language as a means for raising the consciousness of this country. Uh, and that's what I garnered from our, our short conversation last week. Definitely. And, <laughs> okay. And uh, what I want to do, first of all, is just to give the listening audience, and hey, hey there out there in Radio Land and, 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 and uh, streaming audience, <laughs> especially to my, my, my niece, um, Crystal. If you're listening, Crystal, hello, and I, I know you're going to get a lot from this program and this young lady, Dasha Johnson. Anyway, Dasha, give us an idea of when you were say between the age of birth <laughs> and 18, what's the most significant thing that you remember? Wow. Um, until 18? Um, well, I guess the main thing I can remember is I've, I've always been a voracious reader. I've loved reading uh, since as young as I can remember. I remember reading billboards, and that really stuck out to me. And I've always been uh, comfortable communicating with others, uh, people from different races, people um, who spoke different languages. I wanted to learn their language because I wanted to be able to get to know them. You understand? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess that's the, the main thing is that uh, just like being aware of my surroundings, I, I guess. I don't know. That's a pretty broad question, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, and so uh, the thing is that language is basically uh, what you've been focused on for a very long period of time, is my oh, understanding yeah. of what you just said. Okay. And so in, 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 in considering that from, you know, from probably all the time you were really, really young, because you're still relatively young, um, yeah. up until this point, has anything changed or has anything added to that? I mean, I know you're probably still reading billboards and that kinds of things, but <laughs> what, else, what else have you done in that period of time? definitely traveled a lot. I, mm -hmm. I graduated from UCLA class of 2012. I, I studied linguistics there. Um, the main thing that really opened my eyes uh, to the fact that more people need to become multilingual and uh, just being able to understand different cultures was when I traveled. I've traveled a lot of places. 
uh, traveled to Geneva, Switzerland. I've been to Spain, all over Spain. I've been to Northern Africa. Been tons of places, and just that alone right there that really exposed me um, to the fact that it's much easier to communicate with other people and mm-hmm. to understand where someone is coming from once you are able to understand their language or even show that you have interest in that. Okay, and so uh, tell me this. When you were, uh, say, for instance, in Spain, what did you, who did you communicate and what was that communication like in terms of comparing it to communicating with people here in the United States? Well, as an African-American, first off, most people visiting out there, most people didn't believe that I spoke Spanish. So when they did see that I was trying, okay. well, that, that, was, that was it alone. Like, I, I went out there because I was trying to become fluent. Okay. and really get my Spanish down. So they would see that I was trying, and that right there opened them up to myself. Mm-hmm. Because they saw that I was trying, it made them want to get to know me more on another level. Okay. And, I, and okay. I realized that with any language that I study, I've studied Arabic, French, Spanish, and, and every single language that I've studied, every time I attempt to communicate with some, someone, I'm in sales right now, so I communicate with people from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So when I do see a person of a certain uh, descent and I, and I realize that they speak another language that I possibly have studied at one bit, like even if I may not be fluent in it, I mm-hmm. know that I can at least get a basic, uh, get through a basic conversation. Okay. You know, and once I'm able to do that, I know that I get much further. You know, and I, and I, and I, I started thinking differently once I started uh, becoming uh, more aware of uh, the different languages and different types of cultures that are out there that mm-hmm. I should be interested in. Okay. Okay. Now, when you were in, in North Africa, the, uh, the language, or North Africa, I think, is, is Arabic, right? Exactly. Right? Okay. And, and what was that like? Oh, that was very tough. I hadn't, I hadn't going to Northern Africa is what uh, prompted me to really focus on Arabic. Okay. Because prior to that, I was only focused on Spanish, uh, mm-hmm. French, and English, of course. And, and then going there, I, I was shocked. I had no idea that they even, I, I knew they spoke a little Spanish, but I didn't even know that they spoke Arabic. So I was, it was really, really interesting. It was just a language barrier. And then just another cultural barrier. Right, well, right. Being a female, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was another thing. But I was able to understand that because I am open to learning about their culture and, and even more particular, their language. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me this, Dasha. How when you when you travel, do you travel alone? You travel with groups. How do, how does that work for you? I've traveled with groups. I've uh-huh. traveled alone, mm-hmm. uh, mostly through school. Okay. Through the travel study groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, uh, if if a person were looking for a means of travel and they were a student, is there some kind of way that they might be funded for that? Of course, of course. I didn't pay for anything. Well, okay. I'm paying for it now because I have to pay back loans, of course. Right. But there are tons of scholarships out there, tons of scholarships for people that are majoring in particular departments or mm-hmm. that want to take, take advantage, of, especially if you go to a UC a college like I did myself. Okay. They have the uh, International Educational uh, Studies Program mm-hmm. and the Travel uh, EAOP program or tons of programs that just offer you tons of uh Tons of opportunities to travel and explore. Okay, and so Switzerland. I'm. I'm. I. I. I know you visited it before, but what's the 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 impetus for you going there again? Well, I'm going to get my master's in mm-hmm. August. I'm moving out there for two years. Well, who knows how long? But two years <laughs> uh-huh. And then I'm going to get my master's there. And so, why did you choose Switzerland out of all the countries you visited? Uh, the University of Geneva is like the it's like the UCLA of Europe. Okay, okay, okay. For translation and, and interpretation, that's my that's what I need to get my master's in. Wow! And so, what is your bachelor's in? 
Linguistics. Oh, linguistics, right. And so um, interpretation, what are you going to do with that? Uh, there's various things that pop mm -hmm. into my head. The, the main goal uh, was to work for the United Nations. Mm -hmm. But now I'm a little bit more interested in running my own company and, and making the United States multilingual. Yeah. Uh, and I guess we might as well get into that right now. <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you plan to do that? Okay. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's pretty detailed. Uh, pretty much I, I plan on reaching out to all of the UCs, tons of college campuses across the nation. And as a college student, uh, professors require a certain college credit in order to pass the class. I remember when I was taking psychology courses, I had to uh, participate in random labs and uh, experiments in order to even pass the class. It was a requirement. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the benefit that uh, the professors would get out of the students that participated in those experiments or their labs is it would contribute towards their research, of course, right? Right. So it's a win-win situation, one for the students, they're getting the credit, and then one for the professor, they're getting their results for their experiment. Mm, okay, okay. So my, I'm going to take that same idea but implement it into the foreign studies department mm -hmm. and the foreign language department, the international, anything that has to deal with being international or foreign studies or language department. And I'm going to, uh, I haven't quite figured out how I'm going to go about doing it, but I know that it's possible. Uh, talk to the head of each department and see if I can get each professor to make it a requirement to have the college students reach out to uh, inner, city, inner city high schools and elementary schools and junior high schools and make it a requirement that they go and tutor at least a certain number of hours a week in a language that they are proficient in, a oh foreign language that they're proficient in. <laughs> That's amazing. How did you, you're 23 years old, how, when did you start thinking like this? And, and, and what I mean is, you, you've done a lot of work, a lot of research, you've traveled, you've done uh, things that people your age um, uh, have not done. I'm talking about millions of, of students have not even considered doing it. What, I, I, I still need to connect something here, and, and, and that is what drives you to want to do something this large? I mean, because we might think about changing the, 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 uh, the consciousness of a school, you know, <laughs> or maybe, <laughs> you know, uh, or, or, or maybe a, a series of schools, but the whole nation, what, I mean, what drives you? What, 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 did something happen that, that just hits you in the head and say, I got to do this, or Tell me about it. What's going it's on? What I, I, I truly love studying languages. It's what I'm passionate about. And, and you have to think when you're, I feel like being able to relate to someone by just showing that you can speak a simple word of their language, you know, even if it's just a phrase, you uh -huh. know, that alone shows that you're interested in other people and everyone likes to have someone interested in them, you know? Right. And, and I feel like that alone will bridge the communication gap that the United States has. Like, mm -hmm. so it, it, such a melting pot of different uh, cultures and, and people from different religions, you know, and, and from studying Arabic, I was learning, able to learn about the Muslim religion. Right. And so now I'm more understanding of that culture, mm -hmm. you know, because I studied that language. Okay. So I feel like once an individual is able to just learn another language and just be open to it, you know, it'll make them smarter as an individual. And then not only that, it'll also just it, it'll solve a lot of communication problems that we do have in the United States. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a very key point because the fact of the matter is we have uh, misunderstandings about people because of their religious affiliation or other areas of their life. 
and exactly. we and we really don't know because we have no idea when we're talking or they're talking what they're talking about and in the translation you being an interpreter you you know that some of the language or the 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 uh intent is lost in the words that's there's themselves so it definitely. is definitely a benefit to be able to speak the language and understand the words that are being used as opposed to trying to translate them and getting the wrong meaning or the wrong intent of the person who's doing the speaking so that's definitely definitely something that needs to be done and what I'm hearing a lot of is that you um, you have a love for people, you know, and our and our plight because there's a plight in this universe, you know, in terms of us being able to communicate with one another. And that love for people is being translated through language, which I think is a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it's just so uh, gratifying to me to because I've never heard of this before. I've ne no one has ever came to me and said. Uh, you know, I'm going to change the consciousness of the United States through language. It, this is just, uh, man, I'm just so excited about what you're getting ready to do. It really, really is. And, and the thing is, is that you're excited about it. You know, and it's not like you're saying, I'm going to try. You say you're going to do it. You know, oh, and yeah, that's so definitely. important. That's so, so important. So tell me, tell me, we, we want to go back a little bit. Where did you go to, to elementary school? Did you go here in California? Yes, I, I grew up in California. I okay. Went to Beulah Payne Elementary School mm -hmm. in Inglewood, California. Oh, oh, you're from Inglewood? Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got friends in Inglewood. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so was that a public school, private school? Public school, yes. Okay, and, and in terms of uh, the quality of the education, how do you, I mean, if it's okay for you to speak about it, how do you feel about the quality oh, of the education? Oh, that was so long ago, honestly. Okay, <laughs> was, okay. I know it doesn't sound like it's too young because it's too long ago. I am 20, uh -huh. 24 tomorrow, so it wasn't that long ago. Okay. But uh, honestly, I don't remember a bad thing about it. I, I don't, to compare it to what, you know? Okay, and, okay. I can understand if I went to that school and then went to an extremely private school, mm -hmm. so I was pretty satisfied with the education. Okay. You know, I, I, was, I really was a self-learner. You know, I loved reading. I, I got you. I got you. I got you. That, 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 uh, that makes a big difference because I'm from Chicago, and the, the entire school system in Chicago, and I can say this very freely because I don't care what they feel about what I'm saying, is, is shot. It's pitiful. You know, and, and even the charter schools and the schools that they've, you know, that they've uh, established supposedly to, to administer a better quality education, it's the same thing. But something you just said I think is key, and that is you're a self-learner. You know, and so you sit in the school and you can go along with everybody else in the classroom and say, you know, I'm not, I, I'm just not going to participate in this because I don't believe in what they're doing. Or you can say, I'm going to get everything I can out of this so that I can continue with my education and achieve the things that I, I'm, I want to achieve. And I think that's something that everybody, every young person that's listening needs to really take a hold of, you know, because it's all about you you know, and what you're capable of doing and what you're willing to do. And that's, that's such a key point. Now, and, and you went to high school in Inglewood as well, a public high school as well? Well, I went to Dorothy High School in Los Angeles. Okay, okay. And what was that like for you? I had a lot of great mentors, a great teachers. I love the faculty there. And once again, it goes back to using your resources. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew what I had available to me, and I took the most out of it, and I had tremendous mentors. Um, teachers that were able to help me along the way because they saw that I was advocating for my own education, uh -huh. and they and they, it's like you spend uh, eighty percent of your time with your top twenty percent in your life, you know. Okay. So you don't want to wait. So if they see that this individual is wanting to learn more, of course they're going to give me more attention. Mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Wow. Wow. And so so from there you went to to UCLA. Yes. 
Okay, and you and you were there for four years. Yeah, and and you were saying something about the the the, the quality of the the California school system. You think that it's a, it's a better system in other states, or you're just looking at I what's can, here? I can only speak. Oh, oh, are you talking about like as far as colleges? Uh huh. Or? Uh huh. Because you've been in Spain and and you're going to Switzerland. Exactly. Well, mm -hmm. the main thing is when I did go to other countries, I traveled through UCLA. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes a difference. So they, yeah, yeah, if they're doing that, you, you know, you, you haven't been to other, co other colleges in the country in terms exactly. of what they offer, so you through, wouldn't know. It was all through UCLA. Yeah. I was able to take advantage of it through UCLA. So I wasn't able to actually take advantage of a particular institution from uh -huh, Europe, uh -huh. but I just uh, was able to be in Europe and learn through UCLA teachers. Okay. I'm going to give UCLA a, a star then. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Because <laughs> I think that's something that's, that, that's sorely needed. Something that you said about uh, going into the school systems in the United States and, and, and working with the, uh, the language departments in order to uh, uh, facilitate an opportunity for inner city students especially to learn a different language. Something that I found out, um, I was looking at a, a study and it was talking about uh, dementia. And, and, and they were talking about the elderly uh, if they are able to do things to keep their mind, I mean, their brains active, it would facilitate an opportunity for them perhaps not to get dementia or, or be able to deal with it a, a little better. And they said that crossword puzzles and, 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 and things of that nature are really nice, but language is, 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 is really something that would be beneficial. So we're looking at language can be beneficial to, to everybody, starting with, with infants, you know, and, and, and the elderly as well. And, exactly. And, 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 and I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, people, a lot of people, when, when they're really, uh, when their children are growing up and they're just starting to learn English, English especially uh, bilingual parents, they always wonder, oh, am I going to confuse my child because I'm speaking multiple languages? No, of course not. Think about it in, in Europe and even other countries where people speak six languages, you know, mm -hmm. your children in all of these languages. There's no negative effects to it. I've researched it. There's okay. nothing but positive effects. Mm -hmm. like with consistency, and as long as they're consistent with uh, teaching the language, there will be no positive negative effects. It'll only make them even smarter and uh, just a better learner. Right, 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 right. Wow. Um, I was thinking as well about um, uh, a, a guest I had on here a couple of weeks ago, Beatrice Lumpkin, and Beatrice is uh, 60, not 65, I'm 65, Beatrice is 96, <laughs> 96 years old, and she's still active. She started out as an activist at the age of 15, and, and she uh, worked in things that really helped to establish some, some rights for us here in this country, like uh, she was uh, partially responsible for us getting Social Security, unemployment compensation, um, uh, child uh, welfare rights, and that kind of thing. And so I asked her with her, what, what is that, 15 to 96, uh, 81 years of experience because she's still active, what did she think we can do to change the consciousness of America and, and the world as well? And she said that we have to look to the young people and support them in everything that they're doing. And that's why I'm so excited about having you on this show because I want everybody that's listening in to support what you're doing and understand a little better about why language and communication is so important to us. Now, I, I, um, I mean, in terms of, in terms of family, what is, what is the support system like in your family? How is that working for you, if you don't mind? 
No worries. I have a very strong support system. I grew up with my father. I live with my sister and and my brother-in-law. My my younger sister actually graduates from UCSD this Saturday, so I'm so stoked to go see her. Wow. Yes, so we're going to have a huge celebration for her. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I have a great support system. My grandfather is, like, the backbone of the family. Okay. Very influential in all of our lives. Okay, okay. So just like you say, the youth is very important, so is the elderly. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to know Mm -hmm. your history and know where you come from in in order to know where you're going. Wow. (laughs) You know, uh, I was talking to you (laughs) in the store, and and I was just totally amazed. I said, how is this? Because, I, I, you know, you told me you were 23. I thought you were, like, 18 or 19. <laughs> I know, I remember. <laughs> and I was wondering, how is this young young lady talking as if she has 40 or 50 years of experience in this, you know, on this planet? And, and, and it's amazing to me, and I'm, I'm really proud of you, and, and for you to be able to, to take something, uh, and, and, uh, something out of nothing, you know what I mean? Because nobody even discusses something of this nature in terms of, of, of language and how important, you know, f- different languages are to us as a country. Because something that you, you mentioned before, and I think is so very important, and you said that people come to this country and they're forced to speak English if they want to be able to participate fully in what's going on in this country. And why should that be such a problem? You know what I mean? Why should that be yeah. so mandatory? And I think it's a good thing, you know, but some people are not able to to do that. And the reason that they came here might be because of things that are happening in their country that they had to leave very, very quickly. I know in some countries, especially the religious problems, you know, them being persecuted is something exactly. they fear for their very lives. And they got to get over here in a hurry, you know, and we expect them to be able to speak language like yesterday. And it's not possible. So why don't we have a, uh, something that facilitates an opportunity for them to learn? And you know as well as I do that the schools themselves are not teaching language uh, as they should. Exactly, and that's the main reason why I really wanted to focus on the, the youth with my, the program that I've come up with that I'm definitely going to implement uh, uh-huh. in the near future. And starting off with uh, elementary school, you know, kindergarten, and then whatever languages they're strong to, you know, just getting them started off with learning one other language besides English, okay. you know, whether mm-hmm. it's Spanish, Arabic, French, you know, it wouldn't hurt. Right, learn, right, know? exactly, exactly. Wow, this is amazing. So, um, uh, Switzerland, what language do they speak there, English? Well, there's, there's different cantons in Switzerland, mm-hmm. so they have the, the German side and the French side and then the Italian side, but in Geneva, where I will be going, it's French. So you're, you're uh, studying French again? Yes, I am. Okay, okay. So uh, tell me, um, in, in, in studying the languages, what, in terms of a, a, a foundation, what do you think is important in, 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 in trying to learn another language? What's, what's probably the most important factor in, in, in regard to learning another language? Speaking. <laughs> um, is that right? Well, my main thing was when I first started to learn French, when I found out that I was going to really go to the University of Geneva, I said, you know what, I, I, I can read from a book all day. Okay. You know? But the fastest way to do something, to learn something, is to really put into action. Okay, you know? okay, so okay. So I started a French meetups group at my apartment. Oh, my goodness. I had a <laughs> weekly meeting where I invited people that just wanted to practice speaking French. Mm-hmm. Wow, my goodness. <laughs> you know, you, you're an inspiration to me, <laughs> you know, and I hope, I hope uh, everybody that's listening in is also inspired because the fact of the matter is whatever we put our minds to, we can accomplish, and you, without having said it, you believe that. 
you know, and, and you're doing it. And something else that I think is so very important, if something's not going on as, as far as a, a, a learning a language is concerned, then you have to make something go on like you did and invite people to your apartment to learn how to speak. And exactly. An, I didn't have French friends. Like, I don't right. have friends that speak French, so I was like, okay, I'm going to invite a whole bunch of strangers <laughs> in my place, and we're going to work on it. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Dasha, it's, uh, I got to go. We got to go. The, the, you know, the program is, I mean, we, we don't have any more time. But I really, really so appreciate you being on the show. Uh, and, and, and I'm not going to wish you much success. I'm going to say to you congratulations on the success that's, the success that's about to Don't happen. Because you, oh, man, I know. But me and you are going to be in touch, so I know I'm going to hear about Absolutely. it. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, everybody, you know, keep that in mind. Dasha Johnson. You know, so when she's on, 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 the, on the television, on all the major stations talking about what we're getting ready to do in this country, say, wow, we heard it first on KUCI in Irvine, California. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I'd, I'd like for you to just, in closing, just give uh, uh, all, the, all the people who are in college now who are listening, what do you give as a, as a bit of advice in what they're pursuing? Um, find out what you're passionate about. Okay. You know, like, let that drive you. You know, okay. I, I discovered I wasn't afraid to just venture out and get out. Don't be comfortable. Don't be complacent. As soon as you're, you're comfortable with something, you're never growing. So stop being complacent and get uncomfortable, and then you'll start growing more, and then you'll be able to find your passion. Okay, okay. Dasha, thanks so much, and, uh, and we'll be in touch, okay? Thank you. Have a great day. Okay, hey, and happy birthday tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye.